This is Raider Nation Radio 920. I think this, that somewhere within the first five to ten plays of the game, the other team's quarterback must go down. And he must go down hard. Broadcasting live from the NBA Summer League, it's Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy, Q. Okay. That's some sounds right there to get you pumped up, right? Welcome into Unnecessary Roughness on this Friday here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Normally I'm in the comfy confines of the studio, the home studios, and I'm looking across from Damon, who's behind the wheels of steel. He's making everything go, pushing the right buttons. But today I'm blessed to be out here at the Thomas and Mack Center. Summer League action is going on right now. Matter of fact, the Bucks are playing the – who are they playing? The Timberwolves and – the Timberwolves are beating the brakes off them right now. It is 60 to 34. I have the best seat in the house. I'm sitting here on the concourse of the Thomas and Mack Center, and outside of the time when there's an usher standing in front, I can actually see the big screen, the big, the big, uh, the, the big replay screen, the big screen that tells you all the stats, tells you how much time. There's 7:23 left in the third quarter right now. I can see everything play by play from the concourse. I have literally the best seat in the house and i've mentioned this multiple times here on the on the show on the station radio nation radio 920 how blessed i am just to be on the station be a part of what we have going on here in las vegas but to to be here what's up brother to be here and actually be at summer league an event that i spent years coming to as a young dude with my mom came to the thomas and mack center with my dad for the very first time when i was a real young dude to watch a unlv game and this place just exploded it was so loud. Basketball team was incredible. Place got so loud. The meters were going off. It was so loud. So to be back here, to be full circle, and to be sitting behind this desk with the headset on and being able to talk to you for the next two hours and get your calls for the next two hours and to get your text messages for the next two hours. And, oh, by the way, prepare for the Raiders' first preseason game that's going on tomorrow at Allegiant Stadium. For all this to come full circle, what's happening, my man? It is incredible. It is really just an incredible experience. Sometimes I almost have to pinch myself to see if this is real or if at some point I'm going to wake up from the dream and uh, fall off the bed and realize that i got to get up and get ready for work somewhere else. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, this is just a heck of an experience, so I'm very excited about uh, what we have going on in the next two hours here at, uh, at, at Thomas & Mack Center. And, of course, summer league action is going on Thomas & Mack and the Cox Pavilion. Of course, I'm here in the concourse of Thomas & Mack. Got little Q. He's in town. He flew into town last night, picked him up from the airport. So he's sitting right inside. He's ob- observing the action, fired up. I told him, I said, at six foot five, you're going to walk around here. Someone's going to think that you're, uh, you know, that you're, you're playing or you're, you're someone like that. Immediately, as soon as we get to the table, he runs into someone he knows. Oh, I work out with him. I train with him. Okay. All right. All right. All right, hot shot. So uh, he's already kind of making his claim to fame already here at the Thomas and Max Center. So he's having a good time. To be able to spend this moment with, uh, with little Q is also uh, a pretty awesome experience. But, uh, man, we're here for the next couple hours. Got some great guests coming up on the show. There may be a guest that stops here at the table. I don't, I don't know. There was a guy that came in from uh, Topeka, Washington, that was definitely trying to get on the air before the show started. He was telling me all the reasons, all his accolades, why I needed to put him on the show. And bottom line is he was a Seahawk fan. But did he have any good accolades? Was he a somebody? I mean, he was a, everyone's a somebody. Like, I wouldn't disrespect someone and say that you're nobody. You know, as long as you're breathing, you got a pulse and you got a name, you're somebody, Demond. But I mean, he was he was a super fan of the Seahawks, and he said he's excited, he's uh, fired up. He was wearing a Marshawn Lynch Beast Mode shirt, 
Uh, he kept pointing at his bicep like he was going to show me a Seahawk tattoo, but there was no tattoo there, so I was kind of confused by that. But, hey, you know, that, that happens. I mean, you know, sometimes it is what it is, but he's fired up. He said he's got a bunch of people coming into town. Uh, some of them here are already here, uh, ready to go to Allegiant Stadium tomorrow and check out the game. And uh, I just kind of feel like there's a big buzz right now around the city. There's been a lot of people that walk by this table and, you know, yell out Raiders or just say what's up. Or one guy told me how he became a Raider fan, and it was just recently Josh Jacobs saved him in his fantasy football league. I'm not a fantasy football guy, but – Josh Jacobs saved him. I guess he either won his league or got into the playoffs because of a good season that Josh Jacobs had. And we all know he's only been in the league for two years, so he's a nobody when it comes to being a Raider fan. But he's a Raider fan now. He said, hey, they got me. They got me because of Josh Jacobs. So, hey, whatever the reason is, I told him, everyone's got the story. Everyone's got a story. It just depends on what your story's going to be. So we'll tell some stories throughout the next hour and 55 minutes as we're here live at Summer League. And I'm looking at the schedule right now. There is a great slate of games. I was actually going through the schedule earlier today with Little Q. And I guess they're off a little bit. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're off a little bit. Maybe it ran a little bit longer. So Minnesota and Milwaukee's going on right now. It's, ha it's, it's five minutes and 30 seconds left in the third quarter. Uh, at, at the next game up is Miami versus Utah. Then you got the Pelicans versus the Cavs. Then you got the Warriors in OKC. You got the Knicks against Detroit. And Memphis against Sacramento and the Lakers against the Clippers. They close things out tonight. So, I mean, that's you want to talk about a slate of games. This game right here, uh, when it went to halftime, there was a point guard, and I didn't get to see it, but I heard the roar of the crowd. There was a point guard that rose up and dunked on a, on a big center, so the place just lost their mind. But, I mean, that's, that's a heck of a slate of games right there. The Heat versus the Jazz, the Pelicans and the Cavs, the Warriors and the Thunder, the Knicks and Detroit, and, of course, Detroit. That's Cade Cunningham. He went number one in the in, in the draft this past uh, you know this past year, so he's he's a he's going to be a main attraction. Uh, Memphis against the Sacramento Kings. Davion Mitchell from Baylor, big time player. He went uh, he was a lottery pick. He's his nickname is Off Night. You know why his name is Off Night, Demond? Do you know this already? I do not. I'll, can I take a guess? Is it because he never has one? What's up? No, because you have one, and I don't mean you personally. I mean anytime he's on the court and he's defending you, you're going to have an off night. That's why his name is his nickname is Off Night. I think that's an awesome nickname. I think that's incredible. You clearly do not, which is okay. That's all right. I think Demond's in the studio. I could picture Demond right now in the studio, just laughing like, "Oh man, Q's got jokes." I don't have jokes. That's really his nickname, Off Night. No, I ain't gonna lie. That's a good. That's a good nickname, man. It's just like, hey, man, like yo, here come Off Night, man. If people gotta call you that. <laughs> and then like, just like you, let's say you're on the court, they're like, "Oh man, you being guarded by 45." Oh man, they call him Off Night. Why they call him that? Because you're going to have an off night. Man, come on, man. That, that writes itself. No, it does. It really does. And I believe in the league, or at least in summer league, I believe he's rocking number 15. I think he's number 15 right now. But, yeah, he was 45 in college. Who knows what he'll be actually when the, when the NBA season gets started. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's a heck of a player, man. And I, I've watched him and, and documented him and the way that he increased his play from one season to the next and helped Baylor win a national championship. There was another Baylor Bear that was here. I actually called him earlier, Ish Wainwright. He's playing for the Toronto Raptors. He played last night, had a big 20-point performance. I called him to try to get him on the show. Uh, he did not answer my call. That's okay. So he, he may join the show at some point. He may call in. Uh, I'm not too sure. These guys are super busy running around the town and also trying to take care of business uh, as far as, you know, just being locked in with what they're supposed to be doing here at Summer League. So maybe he'll join the show. Um, we'll, 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 have, we'll have plenty of good guests on the show today, that's for sure. We're going to get to a lot of good Raider uh, conversation as well. Cassie Soto. 
She's going to join the show at 2.30 from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She usually joins us on Wednesday, but she had a big meeting that she had to get to, so she was, had to push back a little bit. So she's going to join us coming up at 2.30 just to talk about what she's seen so far in training camp, what she's expecting tomorrow as uh, the Raiders will host the Seattle Seahawks for the first preseason game of the year, what she'll be looking for. Nobody's looking for wins and losses. If you're looking for wins and losses in the preseason games, you, 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 there's something wrong with you. And I mean that in the most respectful way. There's just, there's, you've got an issue. You know, if you're looking at wins and losses in the preseason, that's a problem. So nobody's really looking at wins and losses. Everyone just wants to see something. You know, I'm looking for the young guys. I'm looking, you know, this. I actually had a question earlier that was thrown out to me uh, by my podcast network, the Locked On Podcast Network. They, they hit me with the question asking, what three players are you most interested in seeing? Three players. There's a lot of guys. There's 90 men out there competing, but there's three that I had to narrow it down to. So for me, and I'll throw this out to you, Raider Nation, and I'd love to hear your response at 702-365-9200 or the Sam and Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure you hit up because you deserve what's right. What three players will you be paying the most attention to in tomorrow's preseason game? Now, mine were two along the offensive line. One, right tackle Alex Leatherwood. What's up, my man? How you doing? All right. Alex Leatherwood was my first guy I picked, obvious reasons. Number 17 overall. He was a guy that, you know, created some waves when he was drafted. A lot of people, including myself, were shocked that he was drafted as high as he was, but the team was very high on him. He's a day one starter at right tackle, according to Mike Mayock, and that's what he's going to be on Saturday. So he's the first one. I don't think that's uh, – I don't think I'm, I'm breaking any news. I don't think that I'm, I'm causing any waves when I say that he's going to be the, the number one guy that I'm paying attention to. And then I'm going to move down the offensive line a little bit as well. The, the right guard position intrigues me just because I want to see the, the battle. Denzel Good, John Simpson, um, I believe that there's going to be a little bit of battle. I think um, Denzel Good will ultimately win it. So that, that kind of intrigues me, but that's not really where I'm paying attention to. My next guy that I'm looking at is the center position. I'm looking at Andre James. He's taking over for Rodney Hudson, who's now in the desert in Arizona with the Cardinals. And that's big shoes to fill. You know, it's, it's funny, and I'm sure plenty of Raider Nation will chime in on the, on the Raider Nation listener line. I don't think Rodney Hudson ever got as much props as he gets now when he was with the Raiders. Man, when he was with the Raiders, it was like, yeah, Rodney Hudson's a good center. Yeah, he's a pretty good player. Now it's like, oh, he's all pro. Oh, he's this and that. He's, I mean, they'll tell you he is everything and then some. It is so funny how he gets so many accolades now. And he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. Great player. And the Raiders had his services for quite a while. But it's just so funny that as soon as he leaves and heads to Arizona, all of a sudden, you know, he's, he's the – He's the next, uh, the next best thing since sliced bread. I've seen on so many shows, how could they let the best center in football just go for nothing? It's like the best center in football? But he wasn't being called that when he was yeah, with, exactly. the, with the Raiders. <laughs> and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to start no mess, but it's, just, it's funny how that happens. Just funny how that happens. So uh, Andre James has some big shoes to fill because Rodney Hudson is a really good center. He was really close with Derek Carr. Derek Carr used to say all the time that he was the most important guy on the team because of what he was able to do at the line of scrimmage, how he was able to diagnose things and, and change uh, protections. And there, there's just a lot that goes into being that center besides just snapping the ball. I mean, we, we all know that Andre James isn't in the league uh, for no reason. We know that he's a, a, a good player. We know that the Raiders are very high on him. They kept him around for a while as, a, as he was an undrafted free agent coming out of UCLA. But now he's got to take that next step. Not only is he going to have to get the ball to Derek Carr consistently, but he's going to have to do, he's going to have to do the, the mind work. He's going to have to do the, the navigating along that offensive line. I mean, he's that anchor. He's the guy that holds it down. 
So Andre James is my second guy that I'll be paying a, a lot of attention to tomorrow night. What's up, my man? I respect that Kobe jersey, my man. There you go. He's got that 2-4 on his chest. I like that. Just walked by with a Kobe Bryant jersey on. There's a lot of Laker representation out here. And forgive me if I just bounce all over the place because there's so much going on that I'm just going to probably do that. That's what I do. I do that anyway. I do that in real life. <laughs> so just, <laughs> just know that uh, I might be deep in some conversation, then all of a sudden I say, hey, what's happening? <laughs> and I'm just going to do what I do because that's, that's what it is. So then my third guy, my third guy that I'm, I'm really going to pay attention to and focus in on tomorrow night at Allegiant Stadium, I had to choose between one of the two safeties, either Jonathan Abram or Trayvon Merrick. I'll probably take Trayvon Merrick for 500, Alex, because I think he'll actually get some burn. I, Jonathan Abram might get maybe a series. He, I don't think he's going to get very much. So Trayvon Merrick, by default, is going to be the guy. But I'm very interested to see what Jonathan Abram does as well, playing in the box, playing up uh, more of that Cam Chancellor role, that role that a lot of people think that you know he should have been playing the whole time that he's been in the league, and now Gus Bradley is going to put him in that position. How does he, how does he play there? That's going to be something to pay attention to, but I just don't think that you're going to see him out there enough to really focus in on him. So for that, I'm going to go with the default, and I'm going to go with Trayvon Merrick. So those are my three guys. Alex Leatherwood, the right tackle, Andre James, the center, and then also Trayvon Merrick, rookie, free safety out of TCU. There's a lot of youth. (laughs) That's a lot of young that I'm talking about right there, and that's what you're going to see in preseason games. You're going to see some young. So I do want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Let me know. All right, Q. Well, we got one caller already. We got Rich in Oakland. Rich in Oaktown. What's up, baby? What's on your mind today? Hey. Hey, what's going on, Q? <laughs> chilling, man, chilling. Hey, man, I'm juiced. I just uh, I got my flight. I got my hotel. I booked my tickets. I'm about to be at the home opener turned up. I'm feeling good right now, man. All right. Nice. Feeling good, feeling clean. Who are you looking for, man? Who's the three players that you're looking forward to tomorrow night? All right. The three players I'm looking forward to are Leatherwood, our right tackle, Tanner Moose. A lot of good things we've been hearing about Tanner Moose. I got to see it. I got to see it. Yeah. And um, it's a split between Merrick and Koontz. I want to see both of them. That's four players. Okay. All right. I like that. Hey. Hey, man, good stuff. Thanks for calling me from the 510, man. Thanks for calling me, representing that Oakland, California. I appreciate you. We'll see you when you get here for the home opener. Yes, sir. Let's get it. All right, no doubt about it. That's the way to start us off right there. That's good stuff right there. You hear that energy? You hear that excitement? He's excited and fired up for the the regular season opener. Still got the preseason opener to get to tomorrow. My man just walked by right now with a town business curry shirt on. I represent that. That's cool. Got that town business. I ain't going to lie, Jeff. I got Jeff here sitting here. He's, he's the one who hooked this up, man. He's the reason why I'm even on the air here. He's got this awesome setup here on the concourse. We are looking good. We got the nice Raider Nation Radio 920 backstop. We got the nice little uh, tablecloth here. And find a, a prime position for me to be sitting in so I can watch the game, talk to everyone that walks by and everything at the same time. So Jeff did a great job. But I just looked, I looked to the right while I was listening to that call. And I swore that my mom was walking here. I was like, is that my mom? Because it was from a distance. And I was like, wait a minute, man. My mom's not here. She was here. She would have told me she was coming through. But I was like, wait a minute. Hold on. That looked like my mom from a distance. But it wasn't. So Mama Q's at home, I promise. She ain't, uh, she ain't getting out here in the crowd. Not, not today. But, uh, yeah, that was funny. I at least she didn't do like the mama. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I told you you ain't supposed to be leaving the house. Get yourself back home, you know. 
No, that's funny. That's I, I swear, Demond, on everything. I looked. I just looked real quick and glanced, and I had to take a double take. I was like, wait a minute, hold up. But uh, yeah, good way to get us started, man. Definitely hit us up and let us know your three that you're going to be focused on tomorrow night. Uh, who you want to see in action? Who you're going to be paying attention to? So, two thirty, Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She'll join us. Three p.m., Cole Kublik. SEC Network on ESPN. He's going to join us, and he's actually going to talk about a guy that we've uh, talked about multiple times today, uh, Alex Leatherwood. He's going to talk about him being that uh, starting right tackle. He's coming. He's, he's, he covers the SEC like a glove. Of course, Alex Leatherwood coming from uh, coming from Alabama. He knows the he knows the the SEC very well. How how much of a transition will that be from Alex Leatherwood going from Alabama? playing plenty of games to get to the national championship, winning the national championship, now transitioning to the NFL. And the thing about Alex Leatherwood that has always been one of his real big accolades and claims of fame is that that dude is versatile. There's multiple places along that offensive line he could play. Now, of course, ideally in a, in a perfect world, you want to say he's going to be the starting right tackle for years to come, and then no questions asked. But in a pinch, he could be, he could be put somewhere else like he was at Alabama. He was asked multiple times to be in different positions at Alabama, and he was able to hold it down. So, again, in a perfect world, he stays at that right tackle position. But he, he can do multiple things. So we'll, we'll ask Cole about the transition uh, for him from, from being an offensive lineman in college to now being in the pros. That will be at 3 o'clock. And then at 3.30, we'll have Jeff Benson from CircusSports.com. He'll join us, and we'll just get a, a little kind of little gambling preview, talk about the upcoming NFL season, how to, how to gamble on the NFL season. And, of course, it's a pretty important hot topic. You know, the Raiders, I believe, last time I checked, they were uh, expected to win, what, six and a half games? I think yeah, six that sounds and, about right. Six and a half. Well, it sounds right as far as what, the line? or, ex- no, or that what sounds you right think? about what I've, what I've been seeing. Oh, okay. I was about to say, you're going to have Raider Nation show up to the radio station and try, no, to, no, no, try to knock in the window and try to get at you. I don't want no you. trouble. Yeah, you don't want that trouble. I'm just trouble. saying that's, that's what I've been seeing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> that, no, no, you're right. You're right. I just had to clarify because, DeMond, you like to, you know, you're that guy that just walks to walk. You walk into the barbershop when it's crowded on Saturday morning and yell that, uh, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan, and then you bounce and let everyone start arguing. You're that guy. I already know. I just said that out loud, and like 10 people looked at me like they're about to come jump me. Mr. Radio Man, you think LeBron better than Jordan? Oh, I can see about 20 people coming over. They're like, well, let me get on, and I'll tell you why Jordan was better. That's always the hottest topic argument in the barbershop. I promise you, it, I don't know how it starts and how it ends up there because everyone knows that that's a, that's a terrible conversation to have because you'll never, ever – have anyone say, oh, yeah, I see your point. No one will ever say that. You're either Team MJ or you're Team LBJ. <laughs> and there's no, other, there's no, there's no two, two ways about it. It's either you do or you don't, and that's it. I can give you every reason why or why not, and at the end of the day you'll say, yeah, but. And it doesn't matter what side of the conversation you're on. So it's the most pointless conversation. But, man, you want to stir some stuff up on a Saturday morning, Especially if it's a Saturday morning, early in the morning, maybe some folks, you know, were in the bar, or not in the barbershop, but in the club the night before, or out hanging out with their buddies the night before, and they may have had a few uh, extra beverages, and they still kind of feeling it, uh, you know, feeling it the next morning. I've had those days. Wake up and you're still kind of like, man, I can, I can still get my party on right now. I've been there. When you do that in the barbershop, man, it, it, it'll be some noise. So that's you, Demond. That's you to the T. That's that you are that dude, and then run out of there and don't have any part of the conversation. Just leave everyone yelling at each other. And I don't feel strongly either way. So you know, it's you know, <laughs> I'm not losing either way. Of course you're not. Of course. Because if not. I really wanted to make him mad, I'd be like, well, if we really talking, KD's got a KD should stop, have a seat at this stop table. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! If I was in, if I was in, you a couple of Stop it! Stop it! If I was in the studio, I'd tell you to turn your mic off. Stop it! Stop it! Don't even go there. 
That, that, you, that's, that's opening a whole other Pandora's box that we are not have time for that. We are not trained for that. <laughs> we do not want that conversation at all. But I do appreciate you, Damon. You're, you're the man. You're making everything happen. 2.19 is the time. Raider Nation, let me hear from you. Cassie Soto is going to be coming up in about 10 minutes talking all things Raiders training camp and her expectations for tomorrow's preseason game. But uh, we got time to get a call or two in or a couple text messages in, 702-365-9200. Three players. I guess you can include a coach in there if you want to do that, but three, three players, individuals, let's put it like that, so we can open it up for coaches, that you're going to be paying attention to Saturday night, Allegiant Stadium, preseason game number one, 702-365-9200, 69-187. That's the text line, keyword R&R, Sam and Ash text line. Make sure you visit SamandAshLaw.com because you deserve what's right. Let me know your thoughts about it. We're live here at Summer League, Thomas and Mack Center, Raider Nation Radio, 920. Mama, there goes that man. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. And here we are, live from the Thomas and Mack Center. Summer League action going on right now. The game currently 56-71. The Bucks are losing to the Timberwolves. There's about 8 minutes and 36 seconds left in the fourth quarter as I'm here on the concourse. Been talking to all the, all the folks that have been walking by throughout the Throughout the day, and there's a, there's a lot of folks walking by, stopping by, talking. What are you guys doing? How are you guys hanging out? It's been a lot of fun. What's up, brother? Just chilling, man. We're just uh, – yeah, there you go. So just uh, a lot of folks anticipating tomorrow's game as well. A lot of folks talking about it. We just had a, a couple stop by and talk about, well, I, I might go to the game tomorrow if it was the Rams. The Rams are my team. And I told them, well, the Rams play next week. They play the Rams next week, and they got excited. And then I said, it's in L.A. Oh, never mind. I ain't going to that game. I told them it's only four hours away. Coming up. In about five minutes, we'll have Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. She joins us each and every week talking Raiders. But right now, I got a very special guest sitting here at the at the table, a guy who really doesn't need any introduction, but I'll give it to him anyway. Little Q, what's up, dude? What's up? <laughs> Little Q is in the building, and it's so funny because I'm sure everyone walking by is like, "That dude is bigger than you. How is he? How are you calling him Little Q?" At some point, I'll let the little go. <laughs> At some point, I'll, I'll let the little go, but uh, I, I'm pleased to have you here. How you doing? Yeah, there you go. You got to give me a big Raiders. Come on. Okay. <laughs> she just said she's excited. So you got into town last night. You're here at the Summer League action. How long have you been coming to Vegas either to play AAU ball or, or come here to Summer League, all that stuff? It's been a while, right? Yeah, since like elementary. Yeah, exactly. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. My man is about to go to Western Oregon and get, to, get his hoop on. So uh, we're, all, we're all backing you, man. There's a lot of Western Oregon fans now uh, here in uh, Las Vegas. So just know that we got your back. But uh, – What's, how was the action? There's, I know that the Bucks are losing pretty badly in there, but you were sitting there watching. What, what was the action looking like in there? Uh, it's a lot of fast gameplay, like the uh, players doing moves, crowds going wild. <laughs> yeah, the crowd is. The yeah, crowd is. It's a lot of energy going on in there. That's a good way to describe it. Lots of energy going on. And, uh, you know, I've been, I've been saying here on the radio station now for the last few days uh, as we've been seeing these guys play summer league action, uh, Jalen Green, you played against them multiple times at, uh, in, in, when you were in school at Roosevelt in Fresno. Uh, he went number two overall behind Kate Cunningham. And you told me that he, what, it has a little hamstring injury? or he's Yeah, soreness. How was he? He, he was saying that he – was a, a guy who expected to go number one. He should have gone number one. He had a little beef that he was talking some noise with Cade uh, Cunningham the other day. Uh, what were your thoughts on him as a guy who played against him? Uh, he's great. <laughs> he's, he's an amazing player. I'm not even going to lie. 
I, I believe he should have went number one, too. Really? Yeah. Okay. And it's shown in the summer league. He's played way better than Cade Cunningham. Well, no, you're, you're, you're not wrong about that. And Cade Cunningham will actually be in action a little bit later. Um, I'm trying to see. It's today, and he went to Houston. Now, he doesn't uh, – uh, Jalen doesn't play today. He might play. I think he's might be done. I think he's done for. Yeah, for he, yeah, he is. But Cade will be in action at uh, five o'clock or around five o'clock uh, this evening. So we may be here to check out that game. I mean, the, the cool thing about getting this ticket, as you very well know, you just come in and you can sit here and watch. There's all these games like back to back to back. You can just yeah. sit here and watch basketball all day. Oh, that's the best thing to do. <laughs> just and stay eat out of, and watch basketball. Eat and watch basketball. Yeah. Are you going to be paying for the food? No, you. <laughs> I heard that. He's going to make me pay for the food. All right, so I just wanted to ask you before I let you go, put you on the spot, and I do appreciate you spending a couple minutes with me. Who are some of the young players that you look forward to, to watching when you're watching a, a hoop game? Who, we were up here talking and, and arguing LeBron and, and MJ. You know that, 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 never, <laughs> that never ends. But uh, who are some of the young guys in the league that you like to watch right now? Uh, like coming into the – Coming in or, or have been in the league for a couple years. Who's some of your favorites right now? Well, right now, it'll be Jalen Green because just because he came from where I come from, Fresno, California. Right. And uh, another one is Trey Young. That's my favorite player right now. There you go. We met him. Where did we meet him at? That was the big ball tournament, right? The, it was in New or at the New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Uh, Kate Cuttingham. Okay. Uh, Give me one more. One more good, good young player that you like. A young player. I would say Josh Christopher. He plays with uh, Jalen Green on Okay. the Rockets. Okay, all right. Good stuff right there. Good stuff. Good little scouting report. And, and, and one time for 9 who's going to – who do you think – or no, not, not who do you think. What do you think of the new form team that the Lakers have? Uh, I think they're going to be great. Think so? Yeah. You like, uh, you like Russ, the addition of Russ? I like all the, like the veterans. Okay, well, you know, you know, uh, you know, Grandma Sonia, Mama Q, she, uh, she's a Laker fan, so she, you think she'll be hoisting the trophy this year? Yeah. <laughs> All right, there it is right there. Well, Mama Q listening back at her house. Uh, there you go. Your grandson said that. from the Las Vegas. Oh, she's Journal. ready. Oh, she's ready? Oh, okay, Damon, you got to tell me. Man, you got to give me the heads up. Cassie from the Las Vegas Review Journal on Twitter, at Cassie Soto. Uh, first of all, how are you doing this afternoon? I do appreciate you. Hey, you know, I just picked up my season uh, credentials for the Raiders. Um, I told you before, being here now 16 years, like I never really thought a day like this would come, and here we are. Yeah, you know, it's funny because I picked up my credential earlier today as well, and it just was one of those almost a surreal type moment. You know, it's like, wow, this is I, I took a picture and a video of the stadium and said this is going to be my my place to work for at least nine, nine days uh, this upcoming season. I mean, doesn't it just kind of give you almost goosebumps? It's like, yeah, like it's like I said, it's like being here. We had the Rebels, you know, we had, you know, little one off teams here and now with the Golden Knights, and then you've got the Raiders, and they're like, you're at Summer League right now, right? That was like our yep. closest thing to the NBA, and who knows what's going to happen there with that league. I'm sure um, that'll be another team we have to cover down the road queue. Um, but it is surreal, and, and yeah, I took a picture of myself too, and it's so funny, the credential picture that they used of me is one cue that I took back in college for, like, my <laughs> resumes and stuff. And it's like, who would have thought that this girl in this picture – Getting ready to graduate from college three years later is now getting ready 
for her like first NFL preseason game. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it is, and it's exciting. And congratulations on that as well. I mean, that's just you know that's something that uh, it's taken me a long time to get here, but I'm so so happy to be here. And uh, I have to pinch myself every once in a while to realize you know the journey that it takes to get where you know where we are. And with that being said. Saturday, first preseason game, there's going to be some fans in the stands. Of course, wins and losses don't matter in the preseason, but what are you looking for? I threw out the question, three, three people, three players that, that folks are going to be looking forward to and, and paying attention to tomorrow night. But what are, what are you going to be focused, focused in on uh, tomorrow night uh, at, at the Allegiant Stadium? I mean, I think it definitely starts with the fans. You mentioned then there was the, uh, the practice on, was that last Sunday? Yeah. My days yeah. are all jumbled over me. That practice last Sunday, there was like, I think some like 20,000 they had expected. Like there was a lot of people in there and, and uh, we got lucky. We were able to shoot from the field. So that's definitely an experience, you know, like in and of its own. Um, but the fans were so pumped for a practice too. Like I can only imagine, right, the preseason hype and then the Monday night football hype. Like I think tomorrow I'm like, going to get mentally prepared for what Monday <laughs> that Monday night football game is going to bring. No doubt about it. We're talking right now with Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review Journal. You can find her on Twitter at Cassie Soto. Does an incredible job over there. Uh, you and everyone that's over there just do, do a really, really good job putting out a lot Thank of content you. and uh, definitely appreciate you giving us a few minutes of your time this afternoon. So uh, as far as the team and the buzz, Cassie, this is something I was talking about yesterday on the show. There feels like there's a buzz that's, that's a, a really good positive energy and it's not not just the normal, oh, well, you know, it's the lead-up to the regular season, new coaches, there's some younger players, this is our year type, you know, like every fan says every year. Something just feels different. Do you get that same energy, or is it just me tripping? No, it does. And, I mean, even, like, and the first thing that comes to mind is the Gerald McCoy interview the mm -hmm. other day. Like, how pumped was that dude? And any fans that listened to that, I, I wasn't at practice that day, but I was watching it at home, and I was like, what is this? Like, who right. is this man? Like, he brought a different energy to the team, which is definitely going to radiate to the fans. Like, when you have somebody to get excited for and you know that that guy's in the locker room pumping up his dudes, like, it's, it's, you're going to see it on and off the field for sure. And, and you're right. Like, even just right now, I said I went to go pick up my credential. The parking lot was packed, Hugh. Yes. And I don't think it was employees. <laughs> it was packed. There was security checking people in to go to the Raider Image store right there at Allegiant. And I saw a couple ladies coming out with, like, three, four bags full of gear. Yeah. So people are getting ready. They're getting excited. I think, you know, Raiders, they, they, Raiders fans have their own, you know, um, their own swag, you know, that sometimes can be a little misconstrued, I think, by people who don't know them, you know, who don't yeah. know a, a good-hearted Raiders fan. I'm, I'm talking about Losey or my dad. Um, <laughs> you know, just to, to know how excited these fans are. And, you know, the heart that they bring with this team. I mean, I've gotten a huge Raiders following on social media. And anything I post Raiders, it's like retweet. Like, like these people live and breathe by this team. And to now get people who maybe were on the fence about the Raiders or obviously Las Vegas is a big, like, commuter city. So you've got people coming in from different states that have different football teams. But now that they have the Raiders to cheer for, if they've been here in Las Vegas for a really long time, like, they can be proud. Hopefully they get some winning records here, but they can be proud to call this team their team now in Las Vegas. No doubt about it. You know, I think a lot of it has to do, a lot of the buzz as well is the fact that fans had to wait a year. You know, they yeah. had to wait a year to get into the stadium, so they're excited about that. But, yeah, I've had people tweeting at me and, and texting me and calling and saying, hey, I'm coming into town this day or I'm coming in, you know, soon and I'll be there and I'll holler at you when I get there. I mean, there's an energy that's just incredible. And, and you mentioned it, going to the stadium to pick up our credentials. I was wondering, like, what am I missing? 
because there was a bunch of fans in the parking lot. I thought, what am I missing? Is there an event oh, going did on? I miss, did I miss an email from the PR that there was like a pregame hype or something? Like, oh no, what did I miss? And right. You know, it was just fans buying gear. Yes. Man, I'm telling you, I was so glad that I wasn't the only one because I, for a minute there, about 11 o'clock today, thought that <laughs> – I, I just I did something wrong. I missed something. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Now, now, Cassie, let me ask you, what have you learned about this team since training camp opened? John Gruden opened up practice on uh, the 27th. Of the players reported the next day or they actually started practicing the next day. Since from then to now, what have you learned the most about this team? I mean, I don't know if I've learned it, but, like, a big observation that I've taken to, and I think we've talked about it before, it's, like, the maturity of this team, even though it's so young. Right? Like, the way that these players are coming across in their press conferences, and granted, that's only seven to ten minutes or whatever they give us, but I feel like the players are just, like, so honed in on the task at hand this year. And, like, last year, a lot of it was through Zoom, you know, and when you're talking to somebody via the computer versus in person, like you do, you know, there's a little switch there where you have to be a little bit more professional. But I feel like it's just coming so naturally to these players that this year – they mean business. They're ready to get on this field. They're ready to perform in front of their fans and give fans a show that they deserve after waiting, you said, you know, for a year for the stadium to open up. Right, exactly, exactly. We're talking with Cassie Soto right now from the Las Vegas Review-Journal here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920, live at the Thomas & Mack Center, uh, Summer League action. And uh, how cool is that uh, as a UNLV grad that uh, we're here at the Thomas & Mack Center and the Summer League is going on like you mentioned earlier? Those are my old stomping grounds, Q. I'm knowing. I'm already knowing. That's where I got my start. I worked the so the Jumbotron, so all the fun promotions and the kiss cams and stuff that are going on in the Jumbotron right there at the Thomas and Mac. I pushed the button to send those images to the Jumbotron for five years, six nice. years. Nice. So, yeah, I've got some, some dusty summer league T-shirts somewhere in my drawer. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what. You know what? That Jumbotron is awesome for me. I'm sitting yeah. on the concourse, and I'm literally looking at the Jumbotron. I can see everything that's going on, the time left in the game, the score. I can see everything. So whoever's filling your job right now is doing a good job. <laughs> They're doing all right? All right. That's good to know. I left it in good hands. There you go. You must have trained someone and passed it along and said, hey, don't let me down. You've got to be able to push this button correctly right. so uh yeah so uh, cassie i i thank you so much i just wanted to have you on for a few minutes just to get your thoughts on uh tomorrow's game i know we'll all be there at Allegiant stadium bright and early you going to the uh ribbon cutting and all that stuff too as well oh yeah i'm gonna i think they said we can get there at two i'm gonna try to get there at one so i can just be you know make my way i don't have to bust a sweat trying to walk from the from the media parking to right. the stadium so i'll yeah. take my time there you go there you go i'll be there as soon as i finish getting my hair cut and we all know how the barbershop is so sometimes <laughs> it may be a little delayed, but there you go. I, I got a hook. As long as you get there before halftime, you, you see who's doing the halftime performance? No, who's the halftime performance? Carlos Santana. No way. Are you serious? Way. Oh, way. that's awesome. Carlos Santana, that's a man close to my heart right there. I he like that. Be the halftime performer. Yep. Nice. That's hey, that's the cherry on top right there. I love that. I that's know. hey, great. That's a great nugget. See that? Cassie Soto dropping <laughs> nuggets on the show right there that you might not have had and you might not have heard somewhere else so cassie before i let you go what do you have coming out on the las vegas review journal like i said before you guys are putting out massive work each and every day uh what do you have coming out that folks need to be on the lookout for yeah we are grinding so our wednesday blitz show is up it's 10 minutes of all your content raiders content heading up until this game and then at 7 a.m tomorrow we are debuting our vegas nation game day again like everything that you guys need to know ahead of time we've got some really good features in there all of our vegas nation reporters 
Um, so everything you can find it at VegasNation.com or download the free Vegas Nation app. There it is right there. Great stuff, Cassie, as always. I definitely appreciate you taking some time, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow at the stadium. We'll see you tomorrow. Tell little Q hi for me. I will, for sure. Thank you, Cassie. Thanks. Good stuff right there. Cassie Soto from the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Look at that. Little Q's got fans already. Not mad at that at all. That's how he does. He's a man after his, uh, his daddy's heart. You know, he, he kind of takes over the room without saying too many. He's a man of a few words, but he takes over a room. I have to yell and be loud and jump up on the table and offer chairs and everything. I had a nice young lady that stepped, sitting next to me. I had to offer her a chair just so I had some company. So uh, it's all good. Well, Jeff's here too. Jeff's a, uh, uh, he's actually the one that made it all happen. So I got some good company here. I got Jeff on my side, and I have a nice young lady on my other side sitting here chilling. So that's how we get down. Here goes little Q. He's trying to make a move. But uh, many thanks to, to Cassie for that. Uh, again, we got a few minutes left in this hour. We're going to take a quick break. But uh, what are you looking for? Three players that you're going to be paying attention for or paying attention to tomorrow, Saturday night at Allegiant Stadium, Seahawks Raiders. Give me three players. Three, not five, not six, not four. I know it's tough, but give me three that you'll be paying attention to uh, throughout the majority of the game. Oh, you want to see what they're going to do. I want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. That's the Raider Nation listener line. Of course, the Sam and Ash text line. Wide open like some old school TV antennas. 69187, keyword R&R. This is Unnecessary Roughness live from the Thomas & Mack Center here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Your home for winning seats, great eats, and all the action. Any Oakland Raider fan, Las Vegas Raider fan, stand up. Keep standing. Keep standing. Anybody, anybody who's a fan of the way I played the game of football, you stand up too. Anybody. Keep standing. Don't sit down. Stand up. Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. We are having a good time today here at the Thomas and Mack Center. Unnecessary Roughness, 246 at the time, coming up at 3 o'clock. Cole Kublik from the SEC Network on ESPN. He's going to join us to talk all things offensive line in the SEC, and in particular Alex Leatherwood, who comes from Alabama. And he will be making his NFL debut tomorrow evening at Allegiant Stadium, something we've been talking about in, uh, in, in great detail so far on the show. And it's so funny, man. I, this, a day like today, and I know Jeff wouldn't be down for this, but I, I literally could do a four- or five-hour show from here because there's so many things to talk about. There's so many different angles I can go. There's so many games going on. I could talk about – I could just talk. Well, we all know that. I could just talk for hours. Jeff's like, I'm out of here, Q. <laughs> I don't know about you, brother, but you can stick around here, but I'm out of here. But, no, there's just so many different things going on that uh, I would love to just spend the whole afternoon. But then, uh, you know, Vinny, Vinny uh, would say, hey, Q, are, are you going to ever pass the sticks and let me get on the show? And I, I, I basically would not do that to him. And so uh, that's, that's the problem. But, man, this is a lot of fun being out here at the Thomas and Mack Center. And got a lot of great uh, interaction with people here and also on the phone lines and the text line. As a matter of fact, don't want to uh, ignore the text line, the Salmon Ash text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Um, looking for three people, three players that you'll be paying attention to uh, coming up tomorrow evening for the game. And, Damon, I know we got a text message you wanted to get to. All right, we got our guy Mailman Raider. His three players are Leatherwood, Hobbs, and Trey Ragas. Oh yeah, Trey Ragus. Yeah, Trey yeah. Ragus. Okay, yeah, the running Excuse back. The, the running back out. Of, yeah, that, he's the, uh, the the raging Cajun. All he's right. A heck, he was a heck of a running back in school. Those are three good ones right there. He, Le- gave, he gave his reasons why. Okay, go he, for yeah, it. He went in depth. Go ahead. All right. One Leatherwood to prove to the national media. One Leatherwood to prove the national media wrong. You okay. know, got a little chip on the shoulder. Yep. Hobbs to finally have somebody that can cover in the slot. 
and I see a lot of beast mode in Ragas. Okay, okay. Yeah, you know what? Uh, that's the guy that, uh, talking about Trey, that's the guy that Josh Jacobs talked uh, pretty highly about, and uh, he was a guy that actually uh, went to Alabama for a quick minute, uh, but he, he did some good things as a Raging Cajun. So, uh, yeah, he'll, he will. You know what? He's going to get a lot of burn. You're not going to see Josh Jacobs out there, and I, I doubt you'll see Kenyon Drake even for a, a snap. I'm sure neither one of those guys will, will hit the field, but you'll see Trey. You'll see Trey out there competing, and, uh, that would be nice to have another another running back in the stable that they really feel very confidently about. So uh, good ones. Mailman Raider, great stuff. I definitely appreciate that. 702-365-9200, that's the Raider Nation listener line. How about Mitch in New Jersey? Uh, you're up first. What's on your mind, my man? What's happening, Q? Thanks for taking my call. Um, three guys. Uh, Solomon Thomas. Okay. I guess he doesn't have to play that much. Uh, Brandon Edwards, I'm liking all the – the accolades that we hear about him, something to strive for. And did I hear right Scarborough, a running back from Alabama? Is he on the Raiders uh, squad? Yes. Somebody release him? No, he, he's there. He's I there. He good... Oh, he was good. I don't know what's going on. He's got good size. I think he beat that uh, uh, raising, occasion, uh, the running back that you mentioned before. I already forgot his name. My mistake. I think I'd see him uh, make the team. He's young. Yeah. Okay, good stuff, Mitch. I appreciate you. Um, yeah, you know, and I'll say this about Scarborough. I thought he, as a guy who watches a lot of Alabama football, I thought he was going to be a really good running back, and he has the size like you mentioned, Mitch, but, man, I just never thought he played up to his size, if that makes sense. I just feel like he, he played a little smaller than what he really is because he's a big, built dude, but I don't feel like he – plays he's more nimble on his feet than he is more of a power just going to run through you like what did uh, Marshawn Lynch used to say I'm just going to run through your face he's not that guy he's not going to run through your face he's more gonna you know do a little dash here dash there and I mean that's fine but with his size I just want to see him get downhill get behind his shoulder pads and just blow somebody up just blow through the hole I've never seen that from from him even when he was back at Alabama and like I said I watched a lot of Alabama football I never saw that from him but I know he's got ability and he's stuck around the league for a while He's been on multiple teams. He's in Detroit. He was uh, with the Cowboys. I mean, he, he's, he's been around the block a few times. If he could ever just figure it out, just stick his foot in the dirt and go, I think he'd be a really good running back. Thank you for that call, my man. I appreciate you. Let's hustle back out to the Raider Nation listener line, and let's talk to Fabian. What's on your mind? Welcome to Unnecessary Roughness. Thank you. It's Fabian. How you doing today? Chilling, man. Chilling. Hey, uh, okay. Number one, Arnett. I want to make sure he keeps his head up and could take a hit or make a tackle and not take himself out of the game. Number two is our buddy, Mr. Abram. I want to make sure he can do the same thing, that he can still stay in the game, lay some wood down but not kill himself. Also, whether or not he learned anything with the new topping rule, that you know they're going to be targeting him on. Right, right. And then number three, our new kid, uh, Morris. I like okay. to see that. I want to, I want to see if he's what? Everybody says he is. Right. So those are my three guys. Fabian, great stuff, man. Thank you for the call. I definitely appreciate you. And, yeah, Merrick, man, that's a guy. And I, I'll tell you, I'm one of the guys, and I know that we had multiple callers yesterday that say, Q, uh, if the hype's not real, I'm going to blame you and Vinny because you guys are, you know, you guys have kind of got the juices flowing. You guys have got us fired up. Uh, I'll tell you right now, I'll take the blame for – how you doing? All right. Uh, I, I, I've been taking – I'll take the blame for Merrick because he, he's a guy who came from TCU – He's a guy who played in the Big 12. I was there, f- flagship radio station of Baylor. So that's right down the street, Fort Worth. My, uh, my guy, Steven Simcox, who was my, my co-host of the show, he is a, Fort, uh, is a TCU grad. 
So he used to tell me about him as well when I wasn't paying attention. It was like, man, the dude could play. Had him on the show. Had him on the show to talk about Merrick. He, he said the dude could play as well. You know, he, he's seen some things uh, from his standpoint that I didn't even see. So I know what his ability is. I know that he can get it done, and I know that Gary Patterson, who's a really good head coach, he has a lot of respect for Trey and uh, what he brings to the table. So I'm kind of the leader of the hype train when it comes to, to Trayvon Merrick. And if, if he doesn't live up to it, I'll apologize. <laughs> I'll apologize because I do, I do believe he's going to be a real deal player. I, and I, I've said it before. I'll, I'll go ahead and put it out there. I don't have any problem with it. He's going to be defensive rookie of the year this year. That's what he's going to be. How you doing? All right. That's just what it is. That's, that, that's my opinion. My opinion. I think he has that much ability. Of course, there's a lot that goes into that. It's a 17-game season. You're in the back end of that defense. You've got to create some turnovers, something that the team needs in a major way, something that they haven't had since their last time they made the playoffs, which was 2016. They haven't created a bunch of turnovers. He's got to find a way to create turnovers. The whole team's got to find a way to create turnovers, and that's what they were doing the other, the other day, uh, Tuesday, as a matter of fact, in practice. They created about five or six turnovers. If you can get the ball back to the offense in a short field, you're, you're cooking with grease. You're, you have an opportunity to win each and every time. Matter of fact, Casey Hayward said it, and I don't know if we have that sound. DeMond, do we have that sound bite from Casey Hayward the other day when he was talking about uh, a couple more possessions and he almost guarantees that you win? I don't know if we have that. If not, it's not a big deal. Ooh, let me get the looking. <laughs> no, don't worry about it. I didn't know if you had it right there. I know sometimes you, you got it, you know, you're right there, Johnny, on the spot, but uh, I, that was unexpected for me to throw it to you like that. Uh, but, yeah, he, he, I asked him about the, the turnovers. And he was saying that, you know, hey, that's something that we expect to do is go out there and create turnovers, and they come in bunches. So if you can get one turnover, especially if you get it early in the game, then most likely there's going to be, you know, another one coming down the pipeline. And that's what Gus Bradley preaches to him. Hey, if you get a turnover in the first quarter, in the fourth quarter when you probably need it the most, there's a good opportunity because that's just what it is. Those turnovers always come in bunches. So I thought that was a good explanation. And he said, man, you get two turnovers in the game, you're, you're most likely winning. If you get three turnovers in the game, he almost guarantees that you're going to win that game. So uh, oh, that we was got just, it if we want to hear from Casey. Yes, I do. Go, hey, great job, DeMond. Go ahead and, and pitch, it to, pitch it to Casey. I mean, that's what it's about, this game, about, you know, opportunities. The more opportunity we can give our offense, you know, the, the better chance we got to win. Um, you, get two, you get two turnovers, the percentages, you know, for your team to win go, jumps up tremendously. And three is almost like you're going to win that game. So, um Anytime we can, you know, get, you know, a couple turnovers in the game, practice. Uh, Gus, Gus' uh, mindset is like, Gus' mindset, you know, they come in bunches. So you get your first one early, you know, they, they tend to just keep coming, and that's how it's been for us. So there it is. And, again, DeMond, great job. Great job finding that uh, on the fly like that. Good, good stuff. And uh, that was Casey Hayward just from the other day. I believe it was Thursday. Yeah, it was. It was, it was Thursday, yesterday, uh, talking about, talking about the uh you know the turnovers and how you know you get a couple it's just kind of momentum and you how, how you have a good chance of winning that game uh so that's that's what it's all about man and i think trayvon merrick's going to be a guy who by the end of the season will have an opportunity to have three or four interceptions or fumbles caused fumbles recovered somehow he's going to have a way to, uh, to be around the ball i do believe that and i don't want to put a lot of pressure on him and i know that's kind of putting a lot of pressure on him but i i just think that he has that ability and so uh, i'll fall on the sword fabian I tell you all that to tell you I'll fall on the sword if that happens to be the case and he doesn't live up to my hype 
because I know I've given them a lot. So, uh, yeah, good stuff right there. Definitely appreciate you. Uh, appreciate Mitch in New Jersey for the call as well. And, of course, Mailman Raider who texted us a little bit earlier. Uh, you can keep those uh, texts coming. You can keep those calls coming in just a little bit, but not quite yet because coming up to start our number two of Unnecessary Roughness, we're going to be talking to Cole Kublik from the SEC Network on ESPN. We'll talk all things Alex Leatherwood from Alabama and how the transition from college to the NFL should be for the big-time player, big-time offensive lineman out of Bama. That's coming up next on Unnecessary Roughness, live from the Thomas & Mack Center. This is Raider Nation Radio 920.